people they are and when really great people run a business then it becomes a really great business uh, Levon said from start to finish the entire process was professional smooth and seamless the office staff is fantastic presenting showroom options and honest upfront pricing mark the, and the install crew were Early each day did a fabulous job. They delivered what they promised in a timely manner. They finished the the finished product is incredible. The neighbors are already impressed. I can speak to that. We highly recommend Garage Experts of Southwest Missouri. Whether it is your flooring needs, your custom storage needs for your garage, complete transformation, making your garage a pride point of your home. That's Garage Experts. You can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. They just do a, cannot brag enough about what a great job they do. The wife of Representative Jeff Duncan, he is a Republican from South Carolina, has filed for divorce, alleging he had at least one affair during their meeting. In the Friday filing at a courthouse in Lawrence County, Melody Duncan who has three adult children with the congressman, accused her husband of having multiple extramarital affairs and leaving their home to live with another woman. Duncan, who touts himself online as a strong advocate for life and traditional family values, has been married to Melody since December of 1988. The filing, which came around noon on Friday, listed Duncan's paramour as Liz Williams, who is reportedly a lobbyist in the Washington, D.C. area. According to the complaint, Duncan recently left the marriage and has admitted to Melody that he has an ongoing sexual relationship with Williams. Additionally, the complaint noted that Duncan had admitted to the adulterous relationship to many other people, including the party's sons and members of his staff. The complaint, which was published by South Carolina's Index Journal Friday evening, also pointed to an August 28th event that Duncan hosted that he dubbed the Faith and Freedom Barbecue, a conservative fundraising event where he referred to Melody as a loving and supporting wife. Quote, upon information and belief, Duncan then left the next day and went directly to the home of his paramour, Liz Williams, in the Washington, D.C. area, where Melody is informed and believes he continues to reside. The complaint stated Melody is informed and believes that Duncan's extramarital relationship is are widely known in political circles of South Carolina and Washington, D.C. This is another <laughs> instance in which you have... A wife filed for divorce from her husband, who is an elected official because of allegations of an extramarital affair. However, I have noted this in the past, and I, I, I don't have a listing of these instances, but over time you pick up on patterns. Where when, when a wife, it is announced, is divorcing her politician husband because of an extramarital affair... It is. It seems as if it is always a Republican wife. 
Democrat wives, they tend to just take it. Hillary Clinton, of course, being a tremendous example of this. They stand up there with them at the podium. And, and th- this isn't to say that every Republican wife uh, leaves or uh, files for divorce. But when you hear about one of these divorces, there was, uh, was it the governor of one of the Carolinas or Virginia? Or he went down to Argentina and disappeared for a while. His wife, he came, and then it turns out he was having an affair. His wife booted him to the curb. There have been a few of these, you know, they make headlines because it's salacious. And if you have an elected official who touts family values and uh, you know, they have some sort of relationship on the side, of course, that grabs headlines. And, it's, and you know, these are elected officials, so I think it's noteworthy. When it's a Republican wife, she seems to be like, no, I'm not taking this. I'm out of this thing. Whereas Democrat wives, they're just the good little stand by your man wives. <laughs> and I, I just find it remarkable because if you listen to the left, it's the Republican wives. Remember what Hillary Clinton said about the wives, Republican wives. They just always listen to their husbands and they vote for Trump because they're told to. And the Democrats love to present Republican wives as these little Stepford wives that just sit around waiting for their husbands to tell them what to do. But I've noticed that when it comes to these certain scenarios and you have the allegations of extramarital affairs, Republican wives don't take it. They kick the guy to the curb, whereas the Democrat wives usually stick around like a good little girl Stand up next to the husband as he talks about how I hurt my family and I'm going to work and I hope that you give us privacy while I try to repair the relationship with my wife. And she stands there like the good little lady she is up there humiliated. I will say that Hillary Clinton was a trailblazer in that capacity. Weather in a moment. Now the latest news. Good morning, everyone. I'm Color 10's Angela Luna. Putting crime into focus, one person is in the hospital this morning after a shooting on North Clay Avenue on the east side of Drury University, and Springfield police say two cars were involved. Officers responded to reports of gunshots Sunday night and found a wrecked white car with several bullet holes. First responders took an 18-year-old woman into the hospital who was in stable condition. Police say another car was involved in the shooting, but it has not been located yet. According to police, the people involved in the shooting do know each other. A volunteer firefighter from Ashgrove is in serious condition after a tree fell onto the truck while he was driving. According to State Patrol, 24-year-old Tucker Allred was responding to a non-emergency call on Saturday a mile north of Walnut Grove when the accident happened. First responders took him to a hospital in Springfield. Tune into Fox 49 at 5 and 6 for the latest news. I'm Angela Luna. And the first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Dense fog advisory till 9. Otherwise, a sunny day, high of 83, clear 60 tonight, sunny 83 tomorrow. Uh, Menendez, we talked about Democrat Senator Menendez in the last hour. 
who must just be thinking, what world am I living in when he is being charged by the Biden administration uh, because of unexplained cash that they are claiming were bribes from people in other countries, specifically Egypt, and his family taking gifts like his wife taking a car when he's looking at the Bidens and all of that cash that they have unexplained and Hunter getting a car. For, you know, I mean, it's like a mirror image in so many ways, yet he's facing 45 years in prison while Joe Biden were told there's no evidence whatsoever. I wonder if that'll come into play in court. You know, hey, according to this very Justice Department, all of these things they claim isn't even evidence. Why is it evidence against me, but it's not evidence against Joe Biden? Anyway, as a press conference uh, announced, there is a Democrat, well, a number of Democrats have asked, said he needs to step down. And uh, I think this is going to be used by them to say, see, we support justice. We don't have a corrupt dual system here. Um, there is a Democrat who has announced that he's going to challenge him in the primary. And what the, the Menendez press conference today is not expected to be him saying he's going to step down, but that he is running for reelection. Hey, Sarah Meyer. Hey, that's me. Now, if you are out there in the uh, market to purchase a new vehicle soon, but you really want to do kind of an ultimate test drive or a longer test drive before you actually make that commitment of purchasing a vehicle, I want to recommend Avis, the car rental company, and their brand new long-term rental program. Now, the long-term rental program, it was created to bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle, and it's a great opportunity to use it if you are in the market to purchase a vehicle. One of my favorite things about the long-term rental program is if you get into a vehicle, maybe it's something that you've kind of been eyeing for a little bit, but if you get into a vehicle with Avis and you realize, you know what, this doesn't have um, enough storage or this doesn't have enough capabilities that I was wanting for, you know, winter time or whatever the case is, uh, you can swap vehicles out every couple of months if you wish to do so with the program. There's also no vehicle maintenance fees and there's no more trips to the DMV, so those are also added bonuses as well. Now, if you want more information on the long-term term rental program just swing by the avis store it's located here in springfield off of fort and sunshine and speak to lauren and of course you can always find all of the contact information for avis under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com uh do you know joe biden has been to every single mass shooting that's taken place in this country it does not surprise me yeah here he is with that statement on i believe this was friday after every mass shooting we hear a simple message the same message all over the country i've been to every mass shooting so he's been to every mass shooting. I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean. Usually you can pick out. He's not even, well, he, he didn't mean he was at the mass shooting, obviously. He meant he was there in the aftermath. Well, that's not true either. <laughs> I don't know what he was, I don't know. Why does he come up um, with this stuff? I don't know. It's so unnecessary. I, I don't know. I, I mean, you're talking with a broken brain, I guess. That's just, you can't figure out, you can't apply using a non-broken brain to the behavior of a broken brain, I suppose. In terms of, like you said, why, why, why even say things like this? What context is this in? This is in the context of this new, um, uh, the creation of the Office of Gun Violence. Mm. And prevention to be led by, do you know who's leading it? Hmm. Kamala Harris. It's oh, another new job for Kamala. She is doing such <laughs> you know, a great job with everything else. I can't wait to see how she does with this one. It, it makes me think of, I, I, I can't think of a specific example, but you know, there are these storylines where you have 
uh, a, a parent who runs some massive corporation and they give their kid a job and they just keep moving them around because it doesn't work here, it doesn't work over there. Or I, I know maybe a good example, um, Casino. There is this character in Casino that is a screw-up and he eventually, Robert De Niro, who's running the casino, has to fire him. And the the reason that he got hired in the first place is because some really well-connected guy it's his sister's son, who he himself in the movie says is as worthless as tits on a bull. He said the guy, he's like, I know the guy's a screw up, but I'd consider it a personal favor if you did. And if I remember, you know, and I either De Niro had already moved him all around to try to put him in a position he didn't screw up, or he was being asked to do so. And De Niro would have, you know, he would say, no, I can't do it. I can't keep him on. And that's what it seems like with Kamala Harris. Like, well, give her this job, and do that that doesn't work. Well, all right, well, let's put her over here for a while. Let's put her over there. I, we forget. Now, the border is the one job that we think about, right? We think about the, the, the border, uh, and largely because it's unavoidable as an issue. We continue to see the record number of people coming across the border, record number of individuals that are on the terror list coming across the border, record number of children being sold into sex slavery coming across the border, record numbers of fentanyl coming across the border. I mean, it's just there are a lot of records being broken under Joe Biden. It's just none of them are to the benefit of good people. You know, it's all for the bad guys. And so we recognize that as one of her huge, huge failings. People forget she is the chair of the National Space Council. This was one of the jobs that she was given. This is why in that video, you remember the video where she's talking to kids about going to space and the uh moon and everything? That was part of her tour. It's like she shows up. She gets a new job and she shows up for a couple of days. She Really, the parallels between her and just a crappy employee. We know these people. That person that their resume has 80 different jobs on it and they're really enthusiastic and you think, well, this person, I mean, they seem really enthusiastic and they're excited to get to work and I got a good feeling about them. And that first week or so they're there, they're showing up and, and, uh, you know, there are a few little like, well, maybe, okay, she wasn't as prepared as I thought she would be, but Hey, she's got enthusiasm. So I, you know, that you can't teach that. Uh, we could teach her the things she doesn't know. Well, and then Monday of the second week, she calls in. She doesn't show up. And then the second day, she she comes in, but she's a little bit late. And then the third day. And before you, you realize, okay, this is not working out. That's what Kamala Harris is. She gets this new job. And then for a week or two, she's touring around and she's really touting it. And they put out press release. And then all of a sudden, there's less and less of her presence. And before you know it, you hear nothing for a while. And then, oh, guess what? She's got a new job. She's in charge of space. Voting rights. This was another one we forget about. When Democrats were, uh, they were going to pass federal legislation, federal voting rights, this was one of the projects that Kamala Harris was tasked with. Making sure that voter, what do they call Not voter integrity. They called it something other than voter rights, if I remember right. But, But this was something, it was the very first piece of, it was House Bill 1. 
and it was essentially going to take away all strip away states rights and put all of the power in washington dc what each state is able to do in terms of voting and so forth this is what she was put in charge of that didn't happen by the way thank god she was also put in charge of getting america vaccinated there was a big vaccine tour announced. This was very early on. It's another one of those forgotten jobs. But you know, Biden, whenever he one of the things that he ran on was just basically getting rid of COVID. And part of that was making sure everybody got vaccinated. And that was her job was to tour around the country and make sure that people got vaccinated. Of course, that didn't happen either. One of the State of the Union addresses, I forget which one. Biden talked about the digital divide in this country and Kamala Harris. She was put this was another job she was given. Uh, she was put in charge of eliminating the digital gap so that every household would have broadband Internet. And if you couldn't afford it, then, uh, you know, taxpayers would be forced to pay for it for you. So so she was going to be on that one until that job was done. I don't think that has happened. I don't believe that everyone in this country has broadband uh, at this point, but, you know. You know, she was put on a pro-union task force by Joe Biden at one point. She was put on a pro-union task force. You know what? In order to make sure it didn't happen. <laughs> to make sure that we did not have scenarios in this country in which labor felt that they were treated so poorly they would have to do things like go on strike we have right now the writer's strike continuing and evidently whatever tentative deal that they had announced i follow up report i think they said those have fallen apart and of course this uaw thing i don't know i'm sure it's happened what well, and this uaw thing this is the very first time that the uaw has launched a strike against all three big car companies the quote big three so in so you've got the writers you got all of those hollywood people you have strike against ford strike against chevy strike against the company used to be chrysler the first time ever all happening at the same time and who who was put as as the the on the pro-union task force to make sure that we had a country where these workers had it so great, they never even had to worry about negotiations. Yet we have more strikes on a major level going on at once than I ever remember. Let's not forget she was put in charge also of artificial intelligence, making sure <laughs> that all of the that Kamala Harris... The fears that we have that have been written into storylines of sci-fi movies and sci-fi novels for uh, generations now and what happens when the robots take over and are we going to be able to control this stuff? Will they turn on us? Uh, the, the fears that have, you know, the greatest minds in the world, the minds of people who are so beyond you and I that they can't even really function on a social level and over all of those people and their concerns and their grasp of of artificial intelligence, the person who is put in charge to make sure as a planet that we're going to be safe is Kamala Harris. That's another job she has.
Do you remember all these jobs? No, I just I know I have to be forgetting some. I remembered the border and AI. Those were the two that came yeah. to my mind. Oh, yeah. And now she is put in charge of, of uh, gun violence prevention. So how long do you think this will be? What, two weeks? Two weeks on this job I before mean, she goes on to another one? How many more jobs do you think she'll be given? And it wasn't, it was like a year and a half ago. There was a piece, was it the New York Times or the Washington Post, about how Kamala Harris was mad that she keeps being given all these jobs. Yes. <laughs> remember yes, that? I remember she was, that. She was whining about the fact that she's been given too many and she just needs to learn to say no, she said. I guess she hasn't learned to say no, which some would argue is part of the reason she is where she is today. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. All right, coming up, uh, Canada under fire for giving a huge standing ovation for a Nazi. Now, I'm not talking about the sort of Nazi that uh, Republicans get called all the time. An actual living Nazi. This Trudeau and all, I mean, big, they're, they're like, oh, we, uh, we had no idea the guy was a Nazi. Whoopsie daisies. Hey, let's have a look at that first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Uh, sunny 83 today, clear tonight, 60 and tomorrow sunny with a high of 83. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Hey, I want to mention an event that is coming up this Saturday. My friends over at Quick Draw Gun, now they've recently been doing some renovations to their shop and they've been expanding. And so they are going to be doing a grand reopening this Saturday. Oh. Yes. It's going to be from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. And they're going to be doing hourly giveaways. They're also going to have some food and some refreshments. And that is running from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And they're going to be doing, uh, you know, just some giveaways they're going to have a park west factory arms rep on site they're going to have tons of different sales going on throughout the building so it's going to be kind of a fun event i will be out there for a couple of hours uh probably closer to the the noon hour but yeah it's going to be a lot of fun so highly recommend that you take a trip down to monet and visit brad and his team while they're doing their grand reopening while you're there you can also do uh, an ammo restock maybe you can add to your collection or this is also a great opportunity if you are wanting to uh, kind of get involved in the firearm community, maybe you are wanting to purchase your first firearm, it is a good opportunity to head on down there and do that this Saturday. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Brad and his team down there at Quick Draw Gun. All of that is going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Brad's a gate. Uh, they're all great guys. Yeah, they really are. Swell folks they are. Mm-hmm. Canadian Jewish organizations and social media critics are slamming Canadian Parliament for giving a man who fought for the Nazis a standing ovation <laughs> during an event. It's I'm telling you, this is just perfect. Daily, there are stories about people on the left doing the things that they claim people on the right do. It's constant. We're told, of course, that people on the right love Nazis or supporters of Nazis. They themselves are Nazis. Here you have Canadian Parliament. I think most of us can agree Canada's kind of to the left. Definitely Trudeau is giving a standing ovation to an actual Nazi. 
Friends of Simon Westenthal Center, a Canadian nonprofit dedicated to educating people on the Holocaust, wrote on Twitter, FSWC is appalled that Canada's parliament gave a standing ovation to a Ukrainian veteran who served, served in the Nazi military unit during the Second World War, implicated in the mass murder of Jews and others. An apology and explanation is owed. I can give you the explanation. The explanation is anything and everything that is connected to Zelensky, we're told you don't question. Anything and everything that Zelensky wants, we are told if you do not support it, that means that you are a puppet of Putin. And Zelensky brought this guy along and said, hey, here's a totally awesome guy. And so without question, they all praised him. That's exactly what happened. That's, that's, that's your explanation. It's the truth. Video and photos show the Canadian Parliament erupted into cheers on Friday during Zelensky's visit to the capital city of Ottawa, uh, of Ottawa. When Canadian lawmakers also honored Yaroslav Hunka, a 98-year-old Ukrainian immigrant who fought for the first Ukrainian division, according to the Toronto Star. The division was also known as the Waffen-SS Galicia Division, which fought for the Nazis as its paramilitary arm under the Schutzstaffel organization, according to the outlet. Quote, the fact that a veteran who served in a Nazi military unit was invited to and given a standing ovation in Parliament is shocking. At a time of rising anti-Semitism and Holocaust distortion, it is incredibly disturbing to see Canada's parliament rise to applaud an individual who is a member of a unit in the Waffen-SS, a Nazi military branch, which was responsible for the murder of Jews and others, and that was declared a criminal organization during the Nuremberg trials. And, of course, you have a number of people on social media that are also critical of this. Um, Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau, let's see what his... They're all, of course, tripping over themselves. Hey, we didn't know. Uh, Trudeau's office said in a statement uh, yesterday that the Speaker of the House has apologized and accepted full responsibility for issuing the invitation for the recognition of Parliament. I'm always interested to get a more precise definition of accepting full responsibility are you going to resign well what does that mean full responsibility does that just mean saying full responsibility is that the extent to which full responsibility is encompassed it's just saying it it's like uh, like uh, michael scott declaring bankruptcy he thinks all you have to do is say bankruptcy and that means you have officially declared bankruptcy is in canada when you invite for the world to see an actual nazi to get a standing ovation by the governing body of canada is accepting full responsibility simply saying i accept full responsibility how serious is this you see the acceptance of full responsibility should reflect the serious nature of the situation, shouldn't it? Hunka was reportedly invited by House of Commons Speaker Anthony Rhoda, a member of the Liberal Party of Canada, who introduced him as a war hero. 
I wonder how many Jews you have to slaughter to be a war hero in the minds of the Liberal Party of Canada. Now, they are all socialist. So, I, you know, you got to, there is that connect. Politically speaking, they, they share the same political ideology, and that is socialism. Of course, Canada and the Liberal Party and then the Nazi Party was the German Workers Socialist Party. Rhoda said in a statement, I have subsequently become aware of more information which causes me to regret my decision. I wish it to make it clear that no one, including fellow parliamentarians and the Ukraine delegation, was aware of my intentions or of my remarks before I delivered them. Yeah, where he was declared a hero for everyone to stand up and applaud. This is a, um, a, a, a sort of a, a, a micro view of the approach that we are all expected to take when it comes to everything that takes place in Ukraine. This is actually a perfect illustration. It is don't ask questions. That's what got him into this trouble. Zelensky shows up. The point, because Canada's funneling a bunch of money there as well, and the more left you are, though there are, some, you know, I mean, there are conservatives that support the continuation of dollars to Ukraine. There are those who are totally opposed to it, and then there are those that are like, you know what, I kind of sympathize and understand and even recognize perhaps why we should be helping Zelensky, but we should at least, I don't know, get updates on what money's being spent on and get progress reports, you know, just... The official narrative of the elites, though, is you do not ask any questions. What Zelensky wants, Zelensky gets. What Zelensky wants, Zelensky needs. What Zelensky wants is in line with world freedom. So you don't ask questions. You don't ask what the results are. You don't ask where the money's coming from. And as an American, you certainly do not question how your tax dollars are being used. And if you do, you are a puppet of Putin. You are rooting for the Russians. So the fact that you would have can it, Zelensky show up with this guy and say, hey, by the way, this is a war hero. And they're like, whatever you say, we're not going to ask any questions. We don't need to look into this guy's background. I mean, <laughs> it, someone should have known. Just with even the very, and not everyone's going to know this, but th this is a person who fought in World War II. This is a person who fought in a capacity in which there was a very good chance they were fighting with the Nazis. Anytime somebody in that context shows up, someone should go, maybe we should see which side he was fighting on. You know, maybe we ought to check out if he was the good guys or one of the Nazi guys. But in line with their expectations, you don't question Zelensky. And so none of them did. They all did their part and dutifully 
responded to Zelensky's demand that this is a war hero. He should be treated as such. And so as the governing body of Canada, they stood and gave him a rousing round of applause as he was described a hero. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. I saw Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, had made a posting... And it was, I, I think it was a house that somebody was looking to sell and a carpet and they wanted to have the carpets cleaned. And so uh, they did. And, and she was just showing what a tremendous difference it was. And, and it was specifically one company she was noting. But it's one of the things that I really do like. One of the reasons I tell you about Emily Johnson, a lot of people who <clears throat> are in that industry, their postings, it's all house for sale, house for sale, house for sale, house for sale. Uh, but with Emily Johnson, you do get so much more than that. I'm not you know, condemning that by any stretch of the imagination. And while she does at times highlight, hey, this is a beautiful gem here, many of you may be interested in, the majority of what you get is information that is beneficial not only to people who are looking to buy or sell homes, but anyone that may in the future, if you're a homeowner yourself. There's a lot of depth there, and she's the sort of person that understands what helps keep a value of a home, what's going to help you when it comes to selling your home, or what you should look for when you're buying a home, and she's always making that information available to everyone. It's what she does. It's one of the reasons she's so great. So if she provides that level of service to everyone, you can only imagine what service you get when you actually work with her specifically for your home purchase or selling. And you can see that reflected in the comments of people who have used her. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Former president lashes out at Howard Stern on Truth Social. Former President Donald Trump poured fuel to his ongoing dispute with Howard Stern Saturday as he posted on Truth Social and branded the self-proclaimed king of all media as a broken weirdo. In recent years, Stearns has been critical of Trump's political influence, which might have prompted the former president lashing out at the radio host. Quote, the real Howard Stern is a weak, pathetic and disloyal guy who lost his friends and much of his audience. Until just recently, I haven't heard his name mentioned in years. I did his show many times in the good old days, and then he went woke and nobody cares about him much longer. I don't know what they pay him but it shouldn't be much his influence is gone without that he gets uh he's got nothing just a broken weirdo unattractive both inside and out trying like hell to be relevant uh stern said on monday by the way i kind of take that as a compliment that i'm woke if woke means i can't get behind trump which is what i think it means or that i support people who want to be transgender or I'm for the vaccine, dude, call me woke, as you blanking want. And he's he's also been known uh, as he's very, very, and he's open about this, paranoid about COVID to the point that there were a lot of concerns that he, for the longest time, he wouldn't even go back in studio. And there were concerns that the the chemistry component to being in, in studio with the people you're talking with, including your own staff and coworkers, was gone uh, because of his refusal to, to come back. And, and he sort of lightened that up. But now as the, the fear porn is coming back into play, he is one of the recipients of it. Uh, I also, I, I just, 
I, I don't know what sort of audience he has. I'm guessing it's not the audience that he had when he was popular, but this is just what I find so interesting about the dynamic and how different things are from when I was growing up, when many of you were growing up, regarding who was... I, the, uh, Howard Stern, he used to be the bad boy who didn't listen to authority. He was the cool guy. Uh, he was the one that wasn't the fuddy-duddy. And the fact that when you, you have this battle between two individuals, one is a former president, a Republican former president, who is running for re-election, and between the two, Howard Stern is the fuddy-duddy one. Think about that for a moment. And this isn't to necessarily say Trump you know, is considered universally to be some sort of cool, hip guy, but when you're looking at the issues here, when you're looking at the positions and the stances, Howard Stern is the old, cranky, fuddy-duddy guy, and the for a former Republican president is the is the the one who is like, you need to lighten up and be cool, man. What happened to you? <laughs> you know, you used to be awesome and fun and daring and everything, and it's just such a bizarre transition. The 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 industry of media be it art in the form of you know just the visual arts or the you know anything entertainment these were always the individuals that were pushing back these were the ones that wouldn't allow the man to tell them how to live their lives either these were the people that said you only live once live it to it live life to its absolute fullest and the that the fact that we have seen over the last several years, and it was happening a little prior to uh, COVID, but COVID has really solidified it, that you have the majority of those people who are now the, the lockdown, fearful of everything, listen to authority, whatever the, the masters say, you must comply, and then willingly be mouthpieces of that messaging is such a crazy thing. If you could go back in time to the 70s and 80s and even the 90s and tell the left-wingers that they were going to somehow morph into the fuddy-duddies that were out there marketing for the government to obey, that they would willingly embrace the role of mouthpieces for the elites telling people how to live their lives – I imagine they would have thought, well, there's no way we'll kill ourselves before we allow that to happen, yet here they are. And if there is any sort of just event or man versus man battle that is occurring that highlights that complete 180 degree turn, I think it's the fact that you have a president of former president of the United States, uh, 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 Donald Trump, who is the playing the role of sort of the challenge, the status quo, you know, quit being such a fuddy-duddy, and Howard Stern, who once upon a time was the bad boy of radio, has become that elite fuddy-duddy, just listen to what government tells you and everything will be fine. It, it's That just, that is such a a visual of where we are today in terms of that cultural flip that's taken place. It's pretty... It's pretty crazy. I know there's a 
lot of talk about housing market. Is it hot? Is it not? Is now the time? A lot of people just cautiously pull back. They think now's not the time. Uh, but for a lot of folks, it is the time. And sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes you, you've got to get that new home. Um, but maybe you don't want to put money into the remodeling component to it. Maybe you just don't like remodeling someone else's vision. With Aller Building Company, from day one, it's exactly the way you want it. Brilliant showroom floor they have. Uh, the, we, we were there for their grand opening. We actually have a video of it up uh, our uh, Facebook page, 1041 Nick Reed. If you look under the videos, you'll see uh, that, that showroom floor. And it's all in one, everything in one place. So you don't have to travel over to this store and that store for countertops and then ho- over to this store and that store for light fixtures and so forth. It's all in one place, all in one location. You can pick it out in one time setting if you want or uh, do it at your convenience. And then when you move into your home, it's exactly the way you want it. No remodeling necessary. All our building company under Nick's endorsements. Oh, L-L-E-R. A couple of weeks ago, I believe it was, there was a horrific video that emerged of two individuals, teenagers, that purposefully, for fun, laughed while they ran over a retired doctor, or a police officer, doctor, retired police officer, killing him. It was cycling, and they ran over, killing him. Two of the individuals have been arrested, the one driving, the one filming. The 16-year-old individual told officers that he, he's, he doesn't care because he'll be out in 30 days. Quote, you think this juvenile blank is going to do blank? I'll be out in 30 days, I bet you. It's just a hit and run slap on the wrist. There have been a number of reasons that we have seen this horrific rise in crime. And while defund the police did have an impact, it wasn't the defunding itself as much as the culture it created. It created this understanding amongst criminals that there was at least one political party that was not on the side of law enforcement. When it comes to the actual system itself, the biggest negative impact on our society has been the knowledge amongst these criminals that even if they do get caught, it's irrelevant because the the, the punishment does not in any way, shape, or form fit the crime in a way that makes them think it's not worth it. Whether it is stealing, whether it is attacking people physically, or in this case, killing someone. And the fact that this 16-year-old, regardless of what the actual outcome is going to be, in his mind, embarked on this, believing that even if he got caught... Maybe he'd spend 30 days in jail for a hit and run. That, that is the culture that has been allowed, and, and dare I say by one political party, even purposefully fostered in our society that has led to this explosion of crimes, violent crimes in particular. It is the belief And frankly, unfortunately, the reality that in many of these instances, they won't face any sort of real punishment whatsoever. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.